My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. All of my days I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love. My comfort, my shelter, tower of refuge and strength, let every breath, all that I am, never cease to worship you. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing. Power and majesty, praise to the King. Mountains bow down and the seas will roar at the sound of your name. I sing for joy at the works of your hands. Forever I love you, forever I'll stand. Nothing compares to the promise I have in you. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you all of my days. I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love. My comfort, my shelter, tower of refuge and strength. Let every breath, all that I am, never cease to worship you. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing. Power and majesty, praise to the King. Mountains bow down and the seas will roar at the sound of your name. I sing for joy at the works of your hands. Forever I love you, forever I'd stand. Nothing compares to the promise I have in you. Nothing compares to the promise I have in you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes, Lord, we shout to the Lord today. We thank you, Father, those mountains that are in our lives, Father God, those things that the enemy is doing to try and uh, hinder or, or create obstacles for us, Father God. Those mountains have to go in Jesus' name. The mountains melt like wax before your presence. And we praise you and we thank you, Father. You inhabit our praises, Lord. We worship you. We thank you, Jesus, because you are worthy. You are worthy of all praise. We just worship you today, Father. 
in spirit and in truth, in Jesus' name. Amen. Friend, will you turn with me to Psalm 100? Praise God. Lord, we just thank you today. We praise you for this time together, Lord. We thank you as we come together that we decide to come here in one accord, in the name of Jesus. We come before you, Father, in harmony with each other. Uh, with love for one another, Father. I thank you that there is no distance in the Spirit between us. We may be separated in our homes. We may be separated but by vast continents. But, Father, I thank you, Lord, that we are all one before you. There is no superstars in the kingdom of God. Each one of us has value, and we are each accepted by you, Father. And, Lord, that you're, I pray today, that the anointing inside of each one of us, Lord, that we would uh, walk in love towards each other, Lord, respect, uh, not judge each other, uh, but love each other, pray for each other, build each other up in our most holy faith. We praise you and we thank you today, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Psalm 100, open our ears today, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. We bind up every religious spirit, every deaf and dumb spirit, every spirit of stupor that would prevent people from hearing your word today, Lord. I command those things bound and broken in the spirit in Jesus' name over each one of us. And I thank you, Father, that you open our spiritual ears to hear your voice, Lord, as you speak to us through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Let's read it together. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. Hallelujah. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Hallelujah. We praise you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that your word is a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet today in the name of Jesus, that you lead us and guide us into all truth by the power of your Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, we thank you for the Spirit of God in your word. Hallelujah. You know, it says here in verse 3, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And today I just remembered... Um, my mother and I, we walk most days near where we're living right now. And there's a lot of sheep around here. I think I might have mentioned this previously, but I'm not sure. But it just really, the Lord really um, quickened it to me today. A few weeks ago, it was um, in the middle of the lambing season. And so the sheep were, you know, down off the mountains. And I don't know much about sheep now and lambs, but... I was watching over the, the last couple of months um, the things that were going on. You know, the sheep were being moved and then the little lambs would appear. Then they seemed to keep take them away somewhere, I guess. I don't know. And then the lambs would come back and they'd be bigger. So maybe they kept them housed for a while or something. But one day um, I did notice like that we would walk past and most of the sheep would never even raise their heads except for the fact that I had my dog with me and you know him 
uh, he barks a lot. But anyway, he for the first couple of days when we went for walks, he was barking, you know, but he got used to them anyway, thank God. But um, they would be, you know, uh, wary when the dog would appear on the scene. So sometimes they'd give a glance at him, you know, to make sure that he was just walking past on his lead and not coming anywhere near them. But um, occasionally they'd look at us, but most times they wouldn't look at us at all and just keep on eating. But um, one day I noticed that we were walking along the road and um, the sheep in the field all started... uh, you know, baying or whatever the noises they make, bah. <laughs> they started, um, they started to, I thought, oh my gosh, they're, they're like, they're talking, you know, they were making so much racket. And I was, I said to my, my mother, God, they're, they're really alert today or something, you know, what, what is it? <laughs> it was so funny. And the next thing I looked behind me and I saw, a car coming up the road and it was the car of their shepherd, the, the man who, their farmer who, who owns the sheep. <laughs> and uh, he stopped the car anyway right at their gate to, and he was bringing them feed. And I said, that's so funny. I said, you, were, you, you weren't even in sight. And they were, you know, um, making such a racket and noise and all bah and I said I thought it was us that they were <laughs> talking he said oh sure they know my car <laughs> imagine that you know he wasn't even visible he was way up the road hundreds of meters away up the road and the sheep knew he was coming and they knew he was bringing them something good and they were excited and it had nothing to do with us. Praise God, you know. So Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, My sheep hear my voice and they know me and I know them. And they do not, fo- they follow my voice and they do not follow the voice of a stranger. And, um, you know, here in Psalm 100, we've just read that we are his people and we are the sheep of his pasture. And so we need to tune in and to have our receptors ready um, to be fed by our good shepherd, uh, to look forward to his coming, to look forward to, to what he's bringing us today from his table. Praise God. I wish you could have been there to hear, you know, how the sheep were reacting that day. It was it was so funny. And yet, you know, like I was saying to the the shepherd, the, their farmer, it, it, they were just so clever to know and to sense his coming. Praise God. Lord, may we, each one of us, sense your presence right where we are right now because you are here with us. You said that when two or three of us would join together in agreement that you are here in the midst of us. You said you never leave us or forsake us, but the enemy is a liar, Lord. And I, I really felt this past week, it was a, I felt a difficult week for me anyway. I, um, I believe that this message today is, is a a vital message and is a, a 
a life-changing, transforming message, really, because I'll tell you, friend, it has been so difficult to get this out. I don't know how many days I went to make this podcast and failed to do so. There was just such a heaviness and a, a, such an outright attack against me personally, I, I feel, you know, and, and, you know, we all go through that. And what I want to say to you today is to be encouraged and don't, don't give up. Don't give in to discouragement. The enemy is constantly trying to make us give up and give in. And, you know, I, I, I've heard of and uh, encountered many people who are at a real low. Um, many people have, you know, taken their own lives the last few weeks, the last couple of weeks. And, you know, they've just reached a point of, of desperation and of, you know, the enemy has just taken over their mind and, and, and robbed them of their life. Let's go to John 10, 10, actually, because I think that's important. And I know it's a key foundational scripture. And I know you might say, sure, I know that. I know what John 10 is all about, the good shepherd but, you know, Jesus warned us in John 10 that ravenous wolves would come in. And I believe that whole coronavirus and the way people are reacting to it is a ravenous wolf, really. Um, people are, are interfering in other people's business. Uh, suddenly, uh, you know, um, what other people are doing is 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 somebody else's business you know there's there's boundaries being crossed there's almost a a, a sort of a, a gestapo type um mentality where people need to spy on other others who who may not be towing the line or 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 living abiding by the rules um that's dangerous you know and of course we all need to use wisdom and of course we need to abide by the law and and honor our government and 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 all of that but you know there's there's there are very subtle lines that are being crossed where people's freedom um is being removed from them and uh where suddenly your private business is is uh everybody's everyone has an entitlement to give an opinion on it that is totally incorrect um but anyway in John chapter 10, Jesus was speaking here and he was talking about the the sheepfold uh, and about the robbers and the thieves that come who try and come in a different way and, and, and have a, a different method of, of coming into the sheepfold. And, you know, they're the, the let's read it in, in John 10. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. God knows your name, and he calls you by your name. When he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. 
Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. And, you know, I heard um, Dennis Clark teaching that um, he once had watched a program about shepherds and he um, said that a shepherd anyway came and gave his sheep some instructions and the sheep uh, heard his voice, obeyed him and did exactly what he told them to do. But then they said that another shepherd um, came along to that same group of sheep and said exactly the same things to those sheep. And he said that he watched the, this was a TV program, I think, he watched it with amazement because the sheep didn't even lift their heads when that other shepherd spoke to them. Even though he spoke the same words, they did not know his voice and so they did not follow him. Isn't that amazing? Praise God. That's how tuned in we need to get to hearing God's voice, to being led by his spirit. That's what we're going to talk about today, about his Holy Spirit. Jesus went on to say to them in verse 7, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So you see, there's such freedom in Christ to come in and out and find pasture, to be fed, to be looked after, to be watered, to have freedom to, to roam around. You know, it's like those eggs you buy. You've, you've got a choice when you go to the shop to buy eggs. Um, if you're not lucky enough to have hens at home, you know, you can buy the the eggs of those poor little chickens that are inside in these giant, vast um, sheds, you know, where they never budge outside of their of their crate. Or you can buy the eggs of the chickens who are allowed to roam freely, and they're called free-range eggs. Well, guess what? The Lord wants you to be free, to have a free-ranging life where you have freedom, you have a free will. That's why he never pushes himself on people. He knocks at the door and we open it. Um, in verse 10, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep which I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Praise God. God constantly warns, um, you know, even in the Old Testament, against false shepherds, um, those ones who are not true, those ones who, who will, you know, when they see the trouble coming, they'll run. And you see, they're, he describes many people 
as being sheep without a shepherd because they're not being shepherded, they're not being loved, they're not being cared for, they're not being tended to, they're not being healed, they're not being uh, given freedom to roam and to, to uh, you know, uh, express themselves and, and, and be themselves. They're not given freedom to be accepted for who they are. They're the hirelings and they're the false shepherds. Jesus is the good shepherd and he came to lay down his life for you and for me so that we could have freedom in Christ and so that we could be led by his spirit and respond to his voice um, and be healed. Let's have a look in uh, Proverbs chapter 20. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 27. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. So the spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths or the, the um, rooms of the belly. The deep, deep places. And, you know, you have this picture here of the Lord with like a flashlight and he's going about into all the deep, hidden places, the corners, the and, and, and uncovering those things that are inside of us, in the deep rooms of our belly. Things that have, uh, you know, laid dormant for years, perhaps. Unexpressed emotions, um, trauma, uh, pain, unforgiveness, bitterness, things like that, where when we study his word, uh, we see ourselves, you know, we see a reflection of our lives in that word. And it's the spirit of God in the word of God that convicts us of our sin or that reveals to us the hurt or the pain, the things, the issues that need to be surfaced and dealt with so that we can move on um, with the Lord into freedom and into deliverance. Uh, let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 2 to follow on with this. Praise God. Hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your word. Is it Second Corinthians or First Corinthians? Oh, sorry, it's First Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter 2. Paul is speaking about spiritual wisdom. And he's talking about the things which the Lord has stored up for, for us who believe in him, who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Um, you can read it really from nine. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. So that's what we read in Proverbs there, you know, is that it's it's the Spirit that searches out the deep things of a person. And it's the same with God. That's what this scripture is going to tell us here in verse 11, 1 Corinthians two eleven, For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. 
Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things which have been freely given to us by God. Hallelujah. So, you know, it, in order to know truly a person, the, the only way of getting to know that person is to get to know their spirit because it, it's their spirit that reveals their character and their nature. And this week, you know, the our Jewish brothers and sisters are celebrating the feast of Shavuot and Shavuot. And it is um, 50 days, you know, since Passover. And praise God, um, it is also the day, the time when the Spirit of God was poured out upon those believers in Jesus who were waiting in the upper room like he told them. He told them to go and wait, wait on God until his spirit would be poured out upon them and then they would receive power. And that's called Pentecost because pente means 50. And, um, you know, 50 in the Bible, the number 50 represents transcendence, you know, which means experiencing something beyond the natural. And that's what happened that day. When the Holy Spirit came upon them in that upper room, they experienced the supernatural power of God. They heard the wind that entered that room. And then they saw that tongues of fire came and rested upon each one of their heads and each one of them started to speak in another language. And so there was an outward manifestation of the presence of God. Well, here in, in Corinthians, we've read that, you know, it's the Spirit of God who reveals the nature of God, who reveals the character and the person of God. And in the same way, he's, His Spirit connects with our spirit and through his word will expose and and surface the things that have been hidden deep inside of us, issues, uh, sins, iniquities, things that have blocked and hindered us. Those things will be exposed as, as we bring the light of his spirit uh, to bear upon our lives. And I want you to to understand that today, friend, you know, that, that there are things that the enemy has been using to, to make you feel down and discouraged. Listen, all around us, there is an air and an atmosphere of heaviness and of fear, of, of, of terror, of, you know, people know that things are never going to be the same again. That's what they know inside of themselves. And they, they're looking at it from the world's perspective. Oh, we'll never be able to have, you know, big meetings again or all this. Listen, all that can change in an instant. Everything changed, you know, two months ago, three months ago in an instant. And praise God, you know, that, that we believe that coronavirus is finished. It is defeated in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father. But more than that, what I want to say to you is, is that these are the days we're living in, the days of, of Malachi 3 and 4, I believe, Malachi chapter 3 and Malachi chapter 4, where there will be a difference between those who serve the Lord and those who don't. 
And right now in the world's atmosphere, in the world system, you know, people are talking with each other about how they need to compromise and change their life now. But in this kingdom of God, things have not changed. But we need to change. We need to be transformed by the power of his spirit. We need to bring those things uh, to the surface that need to be dealt with. Things that have gone on for years, the same old, same old. Things that have, have tormented and, and dragged us down for years. The triggers that the enemy has always, you know, those buttons he's managed to push. Uh, and it, it um, brings out the same response from us every time. We need to deal with those things and how we deal with them is by the Spirit of God. Those disciples that were in the upper room that day, that day were completely transformed and their lives were changed forever. And not only that, but the world was changed forever because of that. Because of the transformation that took place in them, the supernatural power where they were imbued with the Spirit of God and and it was mani- he was manifest in their lives nothing was ever the same again and it's the same for you god is no respecter of persons and you know i i praise you and i thank you father for for giving us your wisdom and letting us understand lord by the power of your spirit the things which you have stored up for us I has not seen ear let's say it together my eyes have not seen my ears have not heard nor have ever entered into my heart the things which God has prepared for us who love him but he has revealed them to us through his spirit and his spirit searches all things yes the deep things of God father I ask you today in the name of Jesus to shine your light your glory light into my heart into the rooms of my belly and let your spirit unfold and reveal those things in my life that need to be dealt with and that need to be brought to the surface in Jesus name Amen. Praise God. Okay, where are we going to go now? I believe that, let's see, let's go to the book of Acts and just read that. Praise God in Acts chapter 1 and 2. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. In uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them, this is Jesus commanding them, not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the end of the earth. Praise God. So you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you 
And that's what they did. They went back in verse 12. They returned to Jerusalem after Jesus had been received up into heaven. They watched him. They saw him. Let's read it in verse 9. Not to skip it. Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And when they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. And he is coming back. And he will come back and he will be, it will be announced with the sound of the trumpet of the shofar. And later on, you're going to hear Jake and Jody play the shofar. And we believe that as, as that sound resonates right throughout this land and throughout the nations of the world, that their Holy Spirit causes an awakening to uh, wake people up to hear his voice and to know his voice in Jesus' name. Amen. And especially for the young people. And we might just pray there now. Father, we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We raise up all the young people today to you. All the younger generations, Father, all the children, the teenagers, the millennials. And uh, we just pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. You promised, Lord, that you would pour out your spirit on all flesh. You promised, Father, that you're no respecter of persons. You promised, Father, that you would give us the anointing of the Spirit of God who would live inside of us and who would uh, lead us into all truth. And we pray today, Lord, that you would lead all of our younger generations into your truth in the name of Jesus, that they would see Jesus, that they would know you, that they would have encounters, supernatural encounters with your power, with your love, with your peace and your joy, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord, that every snare, every trap the enemy has set up for the younger generations would be rooted up by the power and the blood of Jesus. We pray, Father, that each one of those younger generations, Lord, would run with the gospel of Jesus Christ, that they would fulfill, Lord, the destiny that you have written about them in the books of heaven. In Jesus' name, we praise you and we thank you, Father. We pray, Lord, that you would protect them and preserve them from evil and perverse men, because not all men have faith. We pray, Father, that you would expose those things that the enemy has been craftily, uh, cunningly uh, disguising in darkness, Lord, that you would shine the glory light of Jesus upon those um, areas and circumstances and and, uh, traps and snares that the enemy has set for our young people. In Jesus' name, that you would deliver them, Father, and, and bring to pass, Lord, the the freedom that you won for them in Christ. It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. Hallelujah. We praise you and we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. In verse 12, this is Acts 1 still in verse 12. They returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. And then it names them Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. 
These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Hallelujah. And then what happened? In chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. This is Acts 2, verse 1. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues, or tongues of fire, as of fire, and one sat upon each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. So there was an outward physical manifestation of the presence of God filling that place that day and and baptizing each one of them with his Holy Spirit. And, you know, the the signs of a believer in Jesus, Mark, Mark's uh, gospel, the last chapter, uh, chapter 16, tells us, and these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, and and so speaking in tongues is a mark or a sign of a believer in Jesus Christ in the same way that casting out demons is, in the same way that no serpent, no snake, that the enemy, no poisonous thing that the enemy would try and use against a believer can prosper. No weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. They will take up serpents. Uh, they will drink anything poisonous. It will by no means hurt them. And they will lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. And so uh, healing is also a sign, of a physical manifestation of the Spirit of God and in, in a believer in Jesus Christ. And here they spoke with other tongues, so much so that... They were filled with the Spirit and they spilled out onto the streets of Jerusalem. And they were speaking in, in all these different languages. And because of the fact that it was the feast of Shavuot, where all the people had come to Jerusalem, they were there from every region and they heard their own languages being spoken. And they said, how can these, being people from Galilee, because they heard their, their accent, uh, speak our language and then they said they must you know there was some others there and they said ah oh, they're they're drunk and peter stood and he said they're not drunk they're not filled with wine it's only nine o'clock in the morning but this is what the prophet joel prophesied about that in the last days that god would pour out his spirit on all flesh it's relating it to um the book of joel and you can read it here in, in Acts 2. I'm sure you're reading down there anyway. Uh, Peter, in verse 14, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who, who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what is spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. 
I will show wonders in heaven, in the heavens above, and signs in the earth beneath. And uh, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Praise God. What a promise. And friend, that promise is for us today. God is doing something new. The festival of Shavuot is again falling at the same time as the Feast of Pentecost. And as I said earlier, Pente means 50. And, you know, uh, 50 in the Bible represents, it is symbolic of, of the Jubilee, you know, of, of repayment, restoration, things being made completely new and, uh, you know, a time of fulfillment, a time of liberty and of being set free. And you see this, the Word of God tells us in Galatians that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. And that's what happened, you know, is is God poured out his Spirit like he'd promised. Let's look at John, uh, the Gospel of John. Praise God. <clears throat> Chapter 16. This was Jesus speaking with his disciples and he was um, telling them of the promised helper that was coming to them. Just going to take one drink. Praise God. Actually, if we look at John 15 verse 26, that's where he starts. He says, uh, But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. So this is what we just saw there in Acts chapter 2, is the outward manifestation on the disciples bore witness of, of God's word and of his Holy Spirit being poured out upon them. Just like Joel prophesied. But here Jesus is saying in John chapter 15, he's saying, when this helper comes, when this advocate comes, and that word helper there, it means, it's, it translates to parakletos, and it means one who comes beside, one who is called to come beside. So, you know, you have that, that wonderful picture there of the Holy Spirit. You know, he comes alongside you. He comes and he lives inside of you, but also he helps you in your life. He's your your helper, your your intercessor, your comforter, your advocate, uh, your counselor, your teacher, your attorney. Um, and you know that attorney that that word means you know it's 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 like in a legal sense, um, uh, symbolic of a courtroom. He's the one who will you know be your attorney in the courtroom. And he will give you strength. He fills you with inner strength and with a, a, a connection to God, a supernatural connection where you can hear God's voice. He talks to you. 
and he communicates through his spirit in order to lead you on the right path. And I just feel there, you know, these past few weeks, I've heard of many, many people who have taken their own lives and many people who are on the brink of utter despair. Um, and I just, I just want to pray right now. Lord, we just raise up all those ones who are grieving, Father, all those families where, where their loved ones have, have taken their own lives, Father. We just pray right now for comfort and for peace for those families in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord, that you would protect and preserve those families, uh, children, parents, siblings, Lord. We, we pray, Father, for an outpouring of your spirit upon them, Lord, and that they would come to know the truth, that it was the enemy who came in and, and, and robbed them of their loved one in Jesus' name. And we raise up all those people right now who are depressed, those people who are suicidal, those people who are who are experiencing extreme trauma or turmoil. Father, we cry out to you for them tonight in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord, that you would touch their hearts, that you would comfort them, that you would strengthen them, that you would reveal yourself to them, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would draw your, them unto yourself. And that they would cry out to Jesus. Because you said, Lord, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. And we speak right now a freedom, Father God. You came to set the captives free, Jesus. And we just claim that freedom for them in Christ, in Jesus' name. We command every burden of heaviness and, and despair and depression, oppression, to lift off and be gone in Jesus' name. And we thank you for open doors, for ministry for people, Lord, that they would come and cry out to you, that you would send workers across their path to preach the gospel to them and to bring deliverance into their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I believe that there has never been a better time <clears throat> to reach out to people and to take, as it were, the bull by the horns. You know, don't, don't be afraid. Because if the Lord has put something on your heart to, to minister to somebody, to help somebody out of, out of uh, you know, uh, a spirit of love, to, to comfort them and to, to tell them about Jesus, to tell them that there is freedom for them in Christ, to pray for them, to pray, Lord, that the, you know, that the Lord would open their hearts. Maybe it's somebody you know. Um, and just to, to intercede and to cry out to the Lord for those people. Because that's what's, that's what's on God's heart. He's the good shepherd. He laid down his life for his sheep. And he tells us to go after that one sheep. He tells us that if we are his followers, that we will have love for one another. And that's what we need to be doing. And so the Holy Spirit, he comes alongside us and he strengthens us and gives us the, the uh, ability. He comforts us. God, how many people who are depressed in the world right now? How many unbelievers? How many people who, who you know, really have an earnest faith for Jesus, but, but don't know him through his word? You know, they're, they're, they have this thin veneer of religion with no power. And, and they're utterly depressed and, and suicidal or, or broken or fearful or whatever, how many of them would be totally transformed 
by understanding the ministry of the Holy Spirit, that he would be their counsellor. People are are on waiting lists for counselling. And yet we have the great counsellor, Holy Spirit, whom we can pour out our hearts to and spill our guts. He's the one who's got that flashlight of the glory light of Jesus shining into all the rooms of our belly. There's nothing that is hidden from the Lord, from his spirit. David said it in Psalm 139, Where can I go and hide from your spirit? If only people knew this and understand this, what freedom there would be for them to receive it. And that's what we, the church, are supposed to do. That's what, that's what the Lord wants us to do, to reach out to other people, to be able to love them, to heal them, to bring the good news of the gospel to them, to, that they would be saved. Many Christians are slow to, you know, to get people saved. In fact, there are many Christians and there are people in their own families that they have never led in the prayer of salvation or given them. You know, I just find that we do... Um, you know, those Psalm 91s we've printed out and we've a little prayer of salvation at the end of it. Or Psalm 23 we've also done. We've And we've put our website at the bottom of it. Uh, so someone has a somewhere to go if they want to find out more. But listen, I've found that when people, when you give them that, and you say, because often you you meet somebody in the street and, and you have literally eight seconds you know, and this maybe conversations comes up about oh they're fearful or maybe they're sick or something or somebody there's wrong something's wrong with somebody they know or whatever. You know, it's an opportunity to have in your pocket, in your phone, in your wallet. You know, this is a little is a prayer here, and it's a mighty prayer. It's 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 God's word, Psalm ninety one or whatever, and say that prayer. And ask the Lord to come into that situation. That might be, you know, the only opportunity you get. It might be the only opportunity that person gets to to uh, read God's word. But, you know, it's an open door to their heart. And you can pray for that person. Because I know it's it's something that people fear, you know, going up to somebody and, and, and being able to share the gospel. How would I ever have the words for that? But listen... We're when we're believers in Jesus Christ, he told us not to be afraid of what we were to say, because he said, Holy Spirit will tell you what to say. The the Lord will will use his spirit inside of you, the anointing inside of you. He will give you the words to speak. And it might be words of of your testimony. You know, I used to be very fearful like that as well. Or, oh gosh, I know that's that's a terrible sickness to go through. I, you know, actually, once I was very sick, um, and it was just that I came to know the Lord Jesus through His Word. I started reading the Bible, and I find now that I have such peace. That's what your testimony is, and it, like Paul said, I don't come to you with with opulent speeches. With, with with wonderful, you know, elegant words. I've come to you with a stammering tongue. But the thing of it, and I know that I'm speaking in a stammering tongue here right now, but the thing is, is that people 
see the truth. They see the authentic in the words you speak when you're speaking from your heart. And that's how the Spirit of God operates. He uses ordinary um and I don't mean that in a, in a in a in a bad way because we uh, he uses normal everyday people to preach the gospel to bring the good news about Jesus Christ about what Jesus did at the cross and you may not have uh you know 25 minutes to give somebody the 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 whole <laughs> bible in a condensed form but you can give them your testimony and you can give them something tangible that they can go away with because when people are on their own you know that's when they that's when they settle down and they they talk to the lord maybe you get a chance to to lead somebody you know in the prayer of salvation it happened to me during the week i met somebody who was in a in a bad place uh, at a very low point and I had privacy. <laughs> uh, it was in a shop, but we were alone. And I was able to uh, tell them how much God loved him and how God had a good plan for his life. And I was able to uh, reach out and um, lead him in a prayer of asking Jesus to come into uh, that one's life and, you know, uh, bring the gospel of salvation, really. And that's what God works with. He works with uh, regular people. That's what he used in the, in the Bible. That's why he Jesus called Matthew a tax collector, who the Pharisees and the scribes called scum of the earth. That's what they actually called them, scum of the earth. They came to Jesus' disciples and they said, what is your your um, teacher here? What's he doing eating with those scum of the earth? And they're the people that Jesus called unto himself. And they're the people he used. Fishermen. Prostitutes tax collectors, regular people, people from all walks of life. Luke afterwards, um, he wasn't one of the 12 apostles, but he, he was a disciple of Jesus and he wrote the Gospel of Luke and the Book of Acts. He was a doctor. Jesus used him. Praise God, he can use you and he wants to use you and he will use you through the power of his Holy Spirit. You don't have to worry about putting a, a great uh, speech together. God will give you the words to speak and I guarantee you, you share your testimony and that will touch people on a level that you could never even believe. Okay, let's get back to John 16. These things I have spoken to you, that you, this is verse 1, 
should not be made to stumble or fall away. So he's telling them, you will be witnesses of me because of the Holy Spirit who is coming to dwell inside of you. In verse 5 he says, Now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin, because they do not believe in me, of righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more, of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I have still many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare to you, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare to you. Praise God. So the Holy Spirit, he he is the Spirit of Truth. And he's also the spirit of life. That's why Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. And actually, if we flick over to Romans chapter 8, we'll see how the Holy Spirit is the spirit of life. Romans chapter 8. Praise God, we thank you, Father. We bind up all confusion, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Every chaotic Every spirit of chaos or darkness we command to go right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for you are the spirit of truth and you lead us into all truth. Praise God. I think it's verse five. Uh Uh-oh. Is the Lord Actually, let's start at the beginning. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes us free from the law of sin and death. What the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin to be a sin offering. So the law could never save people. And so God sent his son. He gave his only son in the weakness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. But Jesus never sinned. And so That is why he can exchange his righteousness for our sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh but those who live according to the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Praise God. 
So we have life and we have peace because of the Spirit of God, because of living our lives being led by him. He is the Spirit of life. He leads us into all truth. And Lord, we just thank you and we praise you today for a fresh baptism and a fresh outpouring of the Spirit of truth upon us. I just thank you, Lord, that you would teach us, Holy Spirit, how to be sons and daughters of God. That you would teach us, Holy Spirit, lead us into all truth, how to live our lives uh, and be led by you and not led by the flesh. That you would teach us, Lord, those of us who are wives, that you would teach us how to be a wife under our husband. That you would teach us, those of us who are men, Lord, and husbands, that you would teach them how to be a husband unto their wife. I praise you and I thank you, Father. You know that, you see, the Lord is real and he meets us at the level we're at. Religion uh, preaches and promotes some kind of far away, distant God. But God is our good shepherd and he wants to be involved in every facet of our lives. And whatever that is, whether it's that you need help at work, that you need help in relationships, that you need help in your rearing your children. Oh, God, give us help rearing our children. <laughs> Sorry, that was an outburst. But, uh, you know, praise God for his wisdom. Uh, if you need help in 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 overcoming trauma or, or things that have gone wrong in your life, listen. You have somebody who lives inside of you. When you have asked Jesus into your life and his name is Holy Spirit, he is the presence of God made manifest inside of you. And he is your paracletos. He is the one who is called alongside you to help you, to counsel you, to be your advocate, to be your attorney, to be your teacher, to be your guide. And whatever it is that you need help with, he is the one who is the answer. And he is the one who glorifies Jesus. Jesus is the one who reconciles us back to the Father. They are three individual persons, but there is one God. And we're going to look at a scripture in that in a moment. Come back and we'll break bread together. God bless you. Welcome back, friends. Just to follow on from that scripture in Romans 8, 5, you know, when we walk according to the spirit and not according to the flesh, we give power to what we focus on. And similarly, we diminish the opposite. You know, so whatever it is that is foremost on our mind, um, be it fear or be it torment or be it unforgiveness or bitterness or resentment or uh, you know whatever the emotions that are going on anger we give power to those things and in Peter it says you know that that we become a slave of those things that that we spend most of our our time on thinking about dread bitterness um this is where a lot of Things like OCD and, and Tourette's and, and all those kind of things come from is because, you know, it's, it's fear that's driving it. It's a spirit of fear. And it needs to be renounced. And the thing is, you see, the enemy, the devil, he feeds on fear. 
demons feed on fear. They feed on doubt. They feed on chaos and confusion. Those things are the opposite of God's spirit because the spirit of God is life and peace. And so, you know, we need to to be very careful about the things that we're thinking about. The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 1, um, sorry, 1 John chapter 4, that when perfect love comes in, all fear has to leave. So God is love. And when perfect love comes in, when we experience his love, when we allow him to love us, when we uh, believe his word, believe that we have been cleansed, that we have been washed, that we are made righteous by the blood of Jesus, that we are accepted by God, reconciled as his children. When we do that and when we, uh, you know, cast out doubt and unbelief and come to him as a child comes to their father expectantly, uh, full of love, full of, uh, you know, expectancy that nothing bad is going to happen to them. Many people are coming at the Lord. They're coming to him and, and there's a, you know, there's a distance between them because they're hiding things deep in the rooms of their belly. And like we read earlier on in Proverbs chapter 20, the Spirit of God, you know, shines light into those areas that we need to be healed in. And so, as we focus on the Lord, as we magnify him, as we turn our eyes to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, and 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 meditate upon him and upon what he has done for us and receive it, believe it and receive it, uh, then what happens is the negative things, the fear, the turmoil, the OCD, the, the, the terror, the dread, the bitterness, the resentment, the, the unfairness, the injustice, why did this happen to me? You know, those things are dealt with. Uh, those issues are resolved and we can go on into a life of peace and joy in the Spirit of God. In Mark chapter 12, a scribe, a lawyer, it said, you know, a sort of a um, a teacher of the law who was well up on the laws of God, came to Jesus one day and he asked uh, Jesus, and in, in there's few different um, accounts of it in Matthew and in Luke as well. But here in, in Mark 12, 29, he, oh, sorry, 28, he, um, one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he, Jesus, had answered them well, asked Jesus, which is the first commandment of all or which is the most important, the foremost commandment? Jesus answered him, the first or the foremost of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment, and the second, like it, is this, You shall love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So the scribe said to him, Well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth, 
for there is one God, and there is no other but he, and to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbour as oneself, is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now when Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. Praise God. So what I want to look at there is what Jesus said, you know, he quoted that scripture. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And though, uh, you know, we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, but even though they are one, they are three individual persons. And God the Father sent his Son to to, uh, be born onto this earth as a human being, a little child, a small baby. He grew up. And he uh, lived a perfect, sinless life. And then he laid down his life so that all mankind could be set free from the devil and from the law of sin and death and inherit the law of the spirit of life through his sacrifice. And he sent his Holy Spirit when when Jesus laid down his life and when he uh, went back to the Father. After he rose from the dead, he went back to the Father and he sent his Holy Spirit to live inside of each one of us. And so in the same way that, you know, the Spirit of God, uh, we've, we've spoken in the past of how he's the God who answers by fire, the Lord, you know. And that day in the upper room with all those disciples there, the tongues of fire came but separated and went one upon each head and that was significant it was it was like a a, a display or, or a symbolic manifestation of how God's spirit comes to live inside of each one of us when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior when we believe in him as Messiah and when we uh, believe that God raised him from the dead so that we could be forgiven He took all our sins and God raised him from the dead so we could be forgiven and acquitted of those sins. And when we believe that, what happens is God uh, sends his Holy Spirit to live inside of each one of us and he reconnects our spirit to his spirit, which brings us back into right relationship with God. And that's why the tongues of fire separated and went on each head. And it's no different today, friend, for you. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And he wants to be your best friend, to lead you and to guide you into all truth, to show you how to do things. If you don't understand something, you say, Holy Spirit, will you please show me this in Jesus' name? And he will always glorify Jesus. He will never take... um, you know, fame or, 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 or the attention upon himself. It's always back to Jesus and what he did for us at the cross. God, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, they are one. And that's what Jesus said here. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And then he showed that uh, our way of, of, of relating to the Lord is to love him, to love others and to love ourselves. 
Praise God. So we're going to take the bread and the cup today. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your word today. You know, the more we uh, study God's word, the more we even talk it out with each other or talk it out to yourself. Talk away to yourself. You know, you want to have an, an intelligent conversation with somebody, talk to yourself. If you've nobody to talk to, talk to the Holy Spirit. He's the one living inside of you. You can have a, a wonderful conversation with him. But the thing is, is that when we talk out those things that are on our heart, when we speak out the word of God, when we, uh, you know, discuss the things of God, meditate on them, what happens is, is God amplified, he amplifies his word. You know, he gives you more. He said, to those who have already been given, more will be given. And to those who have not even what they have will be taken from them. You see, so we, we as we exercise our, our spirit, as we uh, connect with the Lord, as we study his word, as we talk to him, pray, sing psalms, sing songs to him, as we pray in tongues, as we go out and display the kingdom of God in how we live our lives, as we reach out to other people with the gospel, as we pray for them, as we, as we intercede for our nation, for our government. Listen, stop cursing them. Intercede for them. We're going to give an account to the Lord, to the great judge at the end of time. We're going to give an account for every idle word we've spoken. And that includes against our government. The Lord is quite clear in Romans chapter 15. Romans 13, is it? Sorry. That we are to, to honor those ones who are in the governing authorities and that we are to pray for them and intercede for them. Talk to the Lord. Pray. Wait on Him. Hear His voice. Be led by His Spirit. You are the sheep of His um, pasture. And He loves you. Praise God. Let's take the bread and the cup today. And we celebrate the Lord's Supper, the covenant meal that we have written in the blood of Jesus. We'll take the bread together. Father God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you, Lord, for teaching me by the power of your Holy Spirit. I desire to know you, Lord. I desire to be filled and baptized with your Holy Spirit. And I ask you today, Holy Spirit, to bring fresh fire from heaven, from the altar of heaven, and uh, light me on fire. In Jesus' name, I take this bread today in remembrance of the body of Jesus Christ that was broken for me so that I could be healed, so that I could have peace in my mind and in my heart, in my relationships, in my life, in my finances, in my work. Lord Jesus, you were pierced for my transgressions. You were bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon you, and by your stripes I am healed. You took that beating for me so that I could be healed. You took all the pain of rejection, of, of shame, of being mocked, 
so that I could be set free in my mind and so that I could have peace. And I receive your peace today. In Jesus' name, I thank you for a fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit, a fresh baptism of your Holy Spirit today, Jesus, that you would fill me and light me on fire. In Jesus' name, amen. Take the bread. That's being lit on fire symbolically in the spirit. Now we take the cup. Father God, I come to you just as I am. You know all about me, Lord, and you love me. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. I confess out all those hidden things that I have hidden deep down inside of myself, those hearts, those pains, those iniquities, shame, guilt, pain, bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, dread, fear, those things that have tormented me, Father. I confess them out as sins right now before you in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that you gave your son Jesus to die on the cross for me so that I could be set free from the powers of darkness. And I thank you for healing me. Heal my heart, Lord Jesus, I pray. I ask you to come into my life and be Lord of my life and take over my life and use me for your glory. I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I thank you for being my comforter, Holy Spirit, my teacher, my counselor, my friend, my advocate. I thank you for leading me into all truth. I dedicate my life to you today, Lord Jesus. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and that God raised you from the dead so that I could be acquitted and set free. And I receive freedom today and renewal and newness of life, restoration in every area. And I thank you, Jesus. Amen. We take the cup. Hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus. You know, you can't give out what you don't take time to receive, friend. And spending time with the Lord, uh, talking to him yourself, get into the word of God for yourself. Ask him to show you. He will show you great and mighty things which you have not known. He always confirms his word with signs following. And Father, I pray today, Lord, you just you just receive this now in Jesus' name. Lord, I just pray today for this, my friend, my sister, my brother in Christ. I pray, Lord, for a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit. You promised, Lord, that it, you would pour out your Spirit upon all flesh. And I thank you today, Lord, for pouring out your love, your peace, your joy upon this one. I break the power of every spirit of discouragement. I break the power of all fear, every lying spirit, every familiar spirit, even generational things coming down the generations upon this, my 
Brother and sister in Christ, I break the power of every assignment of the enemy that has been loosed against them, and I speak freedom right now upon them and their family. In the name of Jesus, I pray the peace of God upon them. And I thank you, Father, that as Jake and Jody sound the trumpet now, as we listen to it, and as uh, Richard speaks out, he's going to pray today, Psalm 103, and he's going to pray the Father's blessing, the ironic blessing upon you, friend. I pray for God's favor, his mercy, his love, his faithfulness to manifest in your life today and for breakthrough in every area in the name of Jesus. I break off every spirit of heaviness and every spirit of death and sickness I command to leave in Jesus' name. And I loose the spirit of life. I bind up every attack of the enemy, every spirit of retaliation, every lie, every deception of the enemy trying to come against you or your family. I plead the blood of Jesus against it. And I praise you and I thank you, Father, for the goodness of God. I thank you, Lord, that we will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I thank you for your precious Holy Spirit, Lord, uh, is our friend, is our comforter is the one who strengthens us and fills us with your peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we raise up all those people who have that uh, COVID-19, those ones who are in hospital, in the ICUs, those ones who are working on the front lines. We, we cover them today, those ones in nursing homes, Father. We pray today, Father, for each one of those people who are being exposed. In the name of Jesus, we pray your healing power would flow right through those hospitals, through those nursing homes. We thank you, Father. You always confirm your word with signs following. We thank you for complete restoration and reversal of everything the enemy has done to try and bring destruction uh, in the name of Jesus through that COVID-19. We thank you, Father, for businesses to be restored, Lord. In Jesus' name, we praise you and we thank you, Father, for, uh, uh, Lord, you said that what the enemy has done for evil, you will turn it around for good. And we just speak that today in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for those churches to reopen for people to be allowed to go and worship together and praise the Lord and and uh, join together in agreement uh, under the one roof in Jesus name. Amen. It won't be long friend, we'll be back together. You know, but in the meantime, I encourage you, get alone with God because what's coming, you know, the Lord is about to pour out his spirit and we are going to see wonderful and mighty things. Uh In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, 
who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord does righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always accuse, neither will he keep his anger forever. He does not treat us according to our sins nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. For as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Like a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord gives compassion to those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass. As a flower of the field, he flourishes. For the hot wind passes over it, and it is gone. The place where it was is not known. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant, and to those who remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all earth. Bless the Lord, all his angels, who are mighty and do his commands, and obey the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, your servants who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Amen. The ironic blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace, his shalom, in Jesus' name. Amen.